When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glass. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our show. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. That's right, five, five, five. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to sports right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and join our good friend, Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, and the whole gang during game time at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, our good friend, Laker Tom, who runs the awesome Lakerholics.com site. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And also our good friends who help support us at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you go ahead and please... Support all these great causes in your life. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, before the season started, we saw all the acquisitions that the Lakers made. And going in, we knew we had the oldest team in the NBA. And for nights such as these on a second of a back-to-back, we knew that it was going to be tough for an old team to get that kind of energy to go ahead and compete to win on a back-to-back on a second night of it. And unfortunately, going into tonight, after the lambasting in Phoenix that they received last night, the Lakers came back to Crypto.com Arena. And who was waiting for them but some hungry dinosaurs in the Toronto Raptors. And they were definitely very, very... Hungry, to say the least, because that first quarter, they looked very young and spry. Great wings on that team. Scotty Barnes looks like a rookie of the year contender and someone who's going to be a fixture in the Toronto rotation for some time to come. Fred Van Vliet is justifying his all-star status with some great outside shooting. They've got Pascal Siakam. They are a team that should not be underestimated in the playoffs coming up in the Eastern Conference. And they looked the part today as they got off to a 33-12 start. And this led to a game where pretty much after that, the Toronto Raptors put it in cruise control until the fourth quarter. The Lakers made a small little comeback, putting it under 10 points. But the game was really never in doubt by that time. 
And even though LeBron James somehow managed to score another 30 points, the Lakers fall again, falling 10 games under 500, 29 to 39, with a 114 to 103 loss. THT chipped in 20, not too bad a game for him. Very good as far as finishing inside with some great layups. Carmelo Anthony, 14 points, but only three of 10 shooting. Russell Westbrook, what can I say? Just a, just a, almost a forgettable game. Nothing really bad, but nothing really good either. 14 points, eight rebounds, four assists, just a ho-hum game for him. Malik Monk only gave you eight, and everybody else just really just didn't contribute very much at all. And here today to talk about the game. Also, as well, his thoughts on winning time, episode two. And maybe, just maybe, he has his final four picks ready, because I do. He's a good man indeed. It is Ox1947. It is Joe Soro at LakersBall.com. Joe, great to have you here. You're a man among all men right now, being braving up to the losses as they pile up one after another after another. Yeah, I, it's been an interesting day. I... I've been on business calls virtually since morning. Good, good calls. Uh, I would That's have been always on, good. Yes, I would have been on here much earlier, but at the same time, as I said off air, you got to be willing to come on. You got to be willing to go to the press conference after a loss. You got to be creative. You got to bring something fresh every day, and that's how you separate the true talents from the average talents. Now, it's I'm getting not de- hard to, though. Well, again, I'm not demeaning anyone who doesn't. There's certain people that have certain goals and how they want to present themselves when when they're, you know, trying to analyze what they've watched. The This is a rerun, just switching out teams. It's It's a rerun of the same movie. 36 minutes, sometimes not even 36 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 24 minutes. But it's been consistently 30, 30, 36 minutes that they'll actually play basketball. But in that 12 to 18 minutes, uh, it, it, they 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 look like they, they're not even a professional basketball team. LeBron is just... It's 0.1 below 37 minutes a game this year. It's got the fourth highest gameplay per game or minutes played per game in the league at 37. I believe Fred Van Fleet has, is number one. I think oh, yeah. Durant even has these, I think, in the top five or six. But these are all competitive teams. Yeah, and they're young, much uh, – these guys are 27, not 37. I've watched a 17-win Laker team, but I've never seen a Laker team play this bad. This is the worst. Not the 94 team, not the 05 team, not the 16-17 team. I, I, I have no idea if these guys even I, – I, I know they know, but my brain is like, what, do these guys know how to play basketball? Well, I'll give you an example of that because as the game went on, just seemingly it would be LeBron would hit a three, then you would get turnover, 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 miss shot, miss shot, turnover, turnover, LeBron doing something else to score. They've got players that come in there. 
Okay, if anybody tells me that Wenyan Gabriel has promise, I've got to tell you, you're looking at something else different. I mean, you should have gotten the idea two years ago in the bubble when he got smoked like by LeBron in the Portland series time and time again that this guy is not a player that's going to really, at this time, help you win games. And I heard the other day that you know Frank Vogel was saying, oh, he's really earned some time. So you're going to be seeing a lot more Wenyan Gabriel. So he goes out there today. And just in a series of games, which he has never really had a chance to, to really prove himself. And when he has in the past couple weeks, he really hasn't done much. He was absolutely awful. Taking the ball to the basket all by himself, one hand from one defender, causing him to miss two shots in a row, dropping the ball out of bounds, throwing the ball away. I mean, just an example of one of the players on this team right now that we have our illustrious GM, Rob Palenka, the guy who somehow managed to craft a world championship team two years ago. These are the type of players that he's getting now. These are the type of players that he's picking up. And just seeing the the vision that this team has as it builds with players that just can't get the job done shows you where we're at right now as an organization. They're just trying to not drown. They're dead. They're almost dead. But they're constantly trying to not drown. Gabriel, Carmelo. He's not uh, an NBA player right now. No, he's not. And most most guys, you know, the NBA doesn't have enough talent to be able to pick up something or do a particular trade that's – at least not right now. To, I mean, to, we to... talk about Austin Reeves so much. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread, yada, yada, yada. One for seven tonight. Okay. Really, when okay, let, people let... out there really want to take a look at Austin Reeves. Let's put him on a Suns team. Like, okay, Joe, let's say the Suns were interested in Austin Reeves. Would he actually be a rotational player on a team like the Suns or mm-hmm. another team that actually had a winning record? Lakers since Kurt Rambis who fall in love with the little engine that could. The guys that are not as talented as the main stars, the guys that hustle, the guys that play fundamental basketball. We've we've been infatuated with those players since I can remember knowing what basketball was in the NBA. Caruso, it took years before he became a mainstay on the Lakers rotation. Again, there's, there's, there's always the exception, but at the same time, it, it, <laughs> Laker fans have gotten on the train with plenty of just terrible players. I, I always use T.R. Brown as an example. Back in the day, Devin Ebanks, I remember. <laughs> you're going, you're going, Devin you're Ebanks kind of looked like Ariza, right? So that's... That's what the whole discussion was. And I'm sitting there, and then, of course, he he did something really dumb off the court. He got a DUI or something, and, and I'm just like, you guys, you guys think every Laker player, he has one or two games where he looks good. All of a sudden, he's this guy that's going to be the next Kobe, right? Uh, Kuzma, I had a friend of mine who – mentioned Kobe's name and I'm like what what are you what are you high I'm like Kuzma's good he's a good rookie you know he's made the all rookie team and all that but I'm and and so did uh Jordan Clarkson but I'm like these guys are role players they're not stars you you know when someone's a star 
you just know in the NBA, it's not hard to figure out. There's very few guys, very few, maybe two or three that might be marginal at the beginning. And then all of a sudden become this, this, this juggernaut. But even then they're not Durant. They're not LeBron. They're not, uh, Giannis. They're not any of these guys, you know, in the NBA very quickly, who is the main stars. And usually there it's, 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 it's kind of already been decided before they sometimes even get on the court. The Lakers are suffering from an absolute del- I don't I don't even know what what's going on. I, I've never seen this before from a team that actually has a little talent. It has LeBron, it has Westbrook, it has some talent. It's not Ryan Kelly and Sacre and Ellington, you know, that's, you know, starting in 2017, this is, there's some guys here that you would think if you had a couple of future hall of famers that that can still play, you would think that they would at least play consistently at some point through a 48 game, 48 minute season uh, game. I I don't, I don't know what this is. it, it looks like they've quit. Quit. Well, there was definitely any- an example of that today. If you got the chance to see LeBron chewing at his teammates, I mean, if it's actually there's video of it on ESPN. He should chew them out. He should chew them out every for not, day for not going after rebounds. So yeah, 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 it's you can see the frustrations mounting with LeBron. Yeah. It's really become evident. It just seems like it's LeBron and everybody else. And LeBron is now very much playing for himself at times and i don't i can't say i blame him because this team is actually awful to watch for lakers fans it's it's very very depressing because again less less than you know, two years ago less than two years ago we were riding high off a world championship and how the mighty have fallen so far and so fast well we were riding high last year when ad got hurt and lebron after about two weeks the Lakers were they adapted without AD and they were rolling until somebody rolled into LeBron's leg and I don't know why I mean was switching out Caruso and Kuzma and KCP for Westbrook Reeves and Monk it it is this normal to have that much of a drop off between those three guys? Is it that bad? Even yeah. I'm I'm in shock, and I'm I've been saying how Westbrook's completely polluted this team to the point where no one is playing anything or doing anything. Is it really that? I'm I'm, I'm asking myself, I, you know, maybe just to try something different. I'm like, is is he that? Is this? Are these three players that got? switched in versus what we had last year is it did it make that much of a difference i just think right now it's, it's like a cancer that has actually it's got to be cancer it's got to be actual organization just the, the, the attitude it's it's just the whole nine yards just little things that have added up to something really big yes the westbrook trade was awful I mean, again, I'm not going to go over it again for the hundredth time to say who was right and who was wrong on that. Well, it's I want to know. I want to know what's going on. I really would like to know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's rare. Just the attitude of the team. I rarely, 
I rarely listen, even when they win, I, I rarely will watch the post game interviews just because, you know, after 80, you know, when you watch, well, they're not going to give you the real story. You got to go, go into the locker room. That's, 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 that seems to that. be the problem. I think you got to go the, on the practice court. We, we, we practice or in the plane and find we, out what's going on. Because I, I don't even know if they're practicing. Do they practice anymore? I mean, it every looks like now they're then, but I'm talking about behind the scenes when the lights are off, something has actually gone terribly wrong with this organization. They are just not gelling as a unit. They're just not, there's no chemistry. There's just, there's nothing there. They don't play for each other. They play for themselves. LeBron right now, again, I don't blame him for going after stats and going after points and going after anybody, any of these records and whatnot, because seemingly all these other players do not want to do what it takes to go ahead and make the sacrifice necessary to go ahead and learn and play and retain the fundamentals needed to go ahead and support LeBron in the right way. So uh, this is beating it like a dead horse each and every time out because we just suffering through it again. And the problem is you listeners out there, you deserve better. And we truly appreciate you sticking around to us each and every time out. But I don't want to go ahead and see every single time for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, talk about how depressing this team is because well, everybody knows out there they're gonna... the laughing stock of the league right now but even if that's the case they are still like the car crash you can't stop looking at as you drive on by because everybody wants to talk about how bad that they're doing we, everybody we... wants to talk about how this organization is doing in this you know whatever they're the rumors the the infighting all the stuff behind the scenes because we are still the most talked about organization in the nba even in the state so people can go ahead and say whatever they want about the Lakers right now. And I know a lot of people that are not Lakers fans are laughing at us. But, Joe, I'm telling you right now, the NBA still centers itself around the Lakers, and that's a fact. Yeah, they're in that Dallas Cowboy mode right now. Dallas Cowboys can continue to lose, yet the the drama, the the drama, drama and the narrative is, is always going to stay there. The, the, the way we change up the monotony – is is I, I want to know what's going on, and I'm not finding that information. I would need to go to these media sessions to ask the question, and I would. I would ask the question of, and, and maybe I'd be a little bit, I, I don't know if I'd be allowed in there. I don't know. I don't, again, I've never interviewed an NBA player or an NBA coach during a media session after a game, but I would I would feel comfortable asking maybe Frank Vogel because he's a little bit more he seems to be he's a little more a little more level headed. He might give me the company line, but maybe if I ask him the right question, he might maybe give me a little bit of something and or and give give us a little bit of something, I should say. So the question I would think of is is Frank, number one, has your team quit? I have it's a two part question. Usually you don't do that in an interview. And that's not an open-ended question. When you're interviewing somebody, I guess you could be really blunt and go, Frank, why have, why has your team quit? Now he can't just say yes or no. My next question is, why, why have they quit on you? Because they have. They're not listening to you. What happened? They were listening to you last year. They were listening to you a year before. Your mainstays are still there. You know, AD's still on the bench. LeBron is still playing. What, you know, Carmelo is a a good vet. 
Uh, THD seems to be a good guy that, you know, doesn't cause problems. Why has this team quit? And why has this team quit on you? I wonder what that answer would be. I would like to think that Frank, being that he's probably two weeks away from being let go, I would like to think maybe he can give us a little something. It's actually a little bit longer than that, Joe. I know you mentioned on the previous show, but it's actually a little bit longer than that. So we're looking about April the 10th is their last game. And it would probably be like April the 12th, 13th, 14th. You know, talk about if they're in the plan. Yeah, you're right. right now, they're a game ahead of New Orleans, still in ninth place in the Western Conference. So we'll see what happens there. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, the Lakers, they couldn't come back in the fourth quarter. Tried as hard as they could, 114 and 103. Again, they that's... Make, the, the they couldn't make up the gap. I mean, no, the, 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 the comebacks are... Again, it's, it's a facade. It's... It's Toronto putting the, taking their foot off the game. It's every team that's ever been up by yeah. 20, which it's every game now. They're up by 20, 25. They, let, they, put the, they take their foot off the gas. Lakers not having the pressure of having to make the shot. They just relax. They also relax. And the shots go in easier when you're relaxed. That 33-12 to 12 run at the beginning of the game, that's what says it all. I, I was... If I wasn't doing the show, I probably would have turned it off when it was twenty six four. Yeah, that that's a disgrace. Absolutely, absolutely. absolute disgrace to do that at home, over and over again. Hearing and, the bluebirds, and again, he the, what would what would work is not booing. What would work is don't show up. Well, they're already yeah. stopped selling out. There's already been a couple more. Than no, one it's got to be. It's, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be. You don't show up, and then guys like you, guys like Laker Tom, will then get what they want. In that, Jenny is going to say, "Shoot, I, I'm going to have to pay luxury tax to get this thing back in order." <laughs> uh, again, you, we've all gone over that issue. Yeah, you're, times. you're, and again, I, I don't, I, I, I just. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to get on that bandwagon of terrible management and terrible ownership. I can't yet. Oh, I'm on the wagon. I'm already They made a mistake. They made, okay. Rob made a massive mistake. He did not run it again with the team last year. And they're eating it right now. They're eating it about as worse as I've ever seen a Laker team eat a decision. Uh, I am. Sorry, man. I'm driving the wagon and I'm driving it home, my friend. Because well, I, uh, I don't. I, I, you've I already can't, heard my rants. Right? I can't because you 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 cannot forget that they've they've done too much positive things up until the season. You have to give them a little bit of some breathing room here. Let the season end, and then give them a shot 
at revamping this thing. And again, we have to hope that AD can play a full season. But, but All you... this is a moot point. And again, look how look how simple this is if you just look at it. Again, AD doesn't hurt his ankle in that Phoenix series. Who knows what happens now? But the decisions they that are being made, my friend, if you're looking at it from an analyst standpoint, if you're looking at it from a pundit standpoint that knows the NBA like you do, my friend, I'm telling you, I've already seen the signs of poor choices, of poor selections, of poor drafting, of poor trading, of poor acquisitions, poor management over the past couple of years since the Lakers have won. I'm starting to see the signs where it's starting to break down, and it's because it's at the very top of this organization on down. Well, it and- starts to it starts to make sense on why, and this is, might be a good segue into our review of episode two of Winning Time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe now you'll understand why. I know it was part of his personality too, but why Jerry West was a maniac, or why you needed someone like Mitch Kupchak who was cerebral and could center himself. Yeah, well, maybe, don't put right? Mitch Kupchak out of because of one move up on a pedestal, which I know you have before. Because remember, he's also the guy who got Luol Deng and Timothy Mozgov, Timothy. Moscow, I should say, in that great free agent signing period within the first, what, 10, 15 minutes. And I was already screaming, no, 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 at my television when that happened. But please don't stop bringing me to these dark points in my life, my friend. We, no, we got to I mean, make it, this a little cheery. No, there is no cheery. There is no cheery. Well, is- Winning Time, episode two, which debuted on Sunday night on HBO. And again, new episodes are every week for 10 weeks on HBO Max and HBO 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Episode two, as I spoke about yesterday, I'd already had a chance to see it while I was watching the other Lakers debacle on the screen. It delved into situations where magic, uh, it showed him right after he got drafted, still dealing with his imminent departure from his hometown in Michigan also, and his relationship with Cookie Johnson and how that was uh, devolving and trying to repair it before he leaves and, and if, you know, to mixed results. Also, as well, it was dealing with Jerry West behind the scenes about whether or not he would still continue to coach the team. And he gives you an ultimate answer at the very end of the episode. But the fact is, he was, you know, you, it just shows how Jerry West was coping with what was going on each and every year and his frustrations and trying to go ahead and build a winner. And the fact that it was just destroying him with, from within, from what we were observing. And the fact that when Jerry Buss came in and said, I'm giving you carte blanche to do what you want and him still not being able to handle it and his reactions, I thought, again, I told you, I thought it was over the top, but you thought it was a more of a showcasing and, and just an example of what the inner Jerry West was like. And then also, Jerry Buss, again, played brilliantly by John C. Riley, heading off against uh, Michael Chiklis, I think is his name, uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, what was he, what did that cop show a long time ago, that very highly rated cop show that, that he was part of. I'll go ahead and look it up while we're talking about this. But he was playing Red Auerbach, and those guys facing off against the each other. Yeah, the Shield. There you go. Yeah, The Shield on Fox. There you go. Very good show. He was also The Thing. Well, yes, in the Fantastic Four, but I don't think he'll be brought back in this particular multiverse in, Mar- in Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think he'll be brought back. But... Too bad because he was good. We'll see. You never know. You never know. But 
just facing off against those guys, uh, you know, against each other, you see the ultimate showdown, the ultimate rivalry start to take place. Those three elements made up this week's episode directed by Jonah Hill, as I had said before, but your thoughts on the episode too, before we head on out. I think they, they spent a little too much time on cookie and magic. It was extremely boring. I guess that could have taken place to a degree. You know, guys are always trying to show how big their, you know, heads are versus the other guy and all that crap. But John C. Riley's just, his portrayal of Jerry Buss has to be real because that guy lived an amazing life. And it's so much fun seeing it. And it's so much fun watching John C. Riley execute it. And Jason Clark playing Jerry West, it's his side profile is eerie how close he looks to Jerry West. The casting in this show is amazing. Even the the guy that's playing Magic Johnson, it, it sometimes I'm looking, I'm like, wow, that really looks like a young Magic Johnson. The guy that's playing Kareem looks like Kareem. The stoic, the the what Kareem has always been. It's all there. I'm hurting because I don't want to wait eight more weeks to find out what this is. And I know that this is going to be a success because HBO doesn't usually produce uh, clunkers. They're really good at what they do. But the thing that's going to be crazy popular is going to be the Shaq and Kobe era. And that, that one is well, going again, to if be... it does get renewed to a season two, that there's rumors it's that it's going to happen based off of I Gerald will Perlman, guarantee it. Other book that he did, Three Ring Circus, which I interviewed him on that book and also Showtime book, which Winning Time is based off of. So if you want to check out that episode with Jeff Perlman, please go ahead and check it out. It's a couple weeks back. And, and again, again, folks, if you're watching Winning Time and everyone's kind of got their underwear in a bunch with this whole Jerry West not being that way and all that, I'm like, look. Again, we, we have to have a little bit of embellishment. That's what makes it Hollywood, right? That's what makes it exciting to watch. But episode two, if you have any thoughts out there on winning time, please let us know at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break or Yahoo.com or let us know in the comments on Facebook and YouTube. I try to converse as much as I can with Facebook and YouTube. Guys have been really on YouTube doing a great job of putting out some great comments. So please go ahead and let us know today at Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out, Joe. March Madness, my friend. And here in Las Vegas, it's going to be hopping here by the end of the week. I have an you, annual, uh, got some picks in mind? I have an annual prediction every year, and it's the same. Uh-oh, here we go. I picked all f- one seats to make it to the Final Four. What a stretch. Now, what, a stretch. now what I want to see is I want to see a rematch of Gonzaga-Baylor. This time, Gonzaga beats Baylor. That's my prediction. I just don't think Gonzaga is as strong as it was last year when it was more fully loaded and more also experienced, I think, than what it was this year. I understand Drew Timmy still very good. I know Chet Holmgren is, again, going to be a number one or number two or number three pick. He's really good, but I just don't see as much as I saw last year when I thought this team was going to go all the way. I really think right now that they're going to be beaten somewhere along the way. I, my final four right now is Duke, Purdue, Arizona, and Auburn. 
And I'm leaning Duke only because they have a front line that I think is the best in college basketball in A.J. Griffin, Mark Williams, and Paulo Bancaro, all three of which are right now in the top 20, two of which are in the top 10 as far as upcoming draft picks. If you cannot win with a front line like that, then Mike Krzyzewski will be going out on a bad note. And that just tells me about Mike Krzyzewski's coaching overall. I understand he's the greatest of time in college basketball. You got the Is idea, he? but if you cannot win with a front line like that, that's you think, you think he's the greatest college coach. I don't think coach? he's the greatest college coach of all time. No, I just don't, but I know people there that do, you know, and obviously his record speaks for itself, but I'm just thinking that if you have a front line like that with three top 20 picks, lottery picks per se, I just don't see how you lose. Arizona's oh. loaded, but I, I really think that, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. If A.J. Griffin is hitting his shot, then I just think it's really hard for Duke to lose. Uh, college basketball, one of the things. And that's number two seed, Joe. So sorry. I, again, the, I haven't, I'm not a big amateur fan. I, I watch all sports as much as I can. I respect it and everything. Amateur sports tends to be, especially college basketball, tends to be a little too bland for me mm-hmm. and a little disappointing. You know, you'll, I've seen teams like Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter lose, not win a title, all, you know, win a title with that kind of talent with Dean Smith coaching. I've seen teams with uh, Carl Anthony Towns going undefeated to the Final Four and lose. I don't like seeing that. I like to see dominance i like to see undefeated go all the way and win it all that's what was the disappointment last year with gonzaga you could see in the final four even though they won you could see they they had just ran out of gas and then they play in the final and baylor blew them out the so you think kareem right is me this one i've been holding on for a while since our previous conversation on winning time you think kareem is 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 just was just mean because you described kareem's meanness oh he was a jerk Oh, I heard the reason why he never got a coaching job in the NBA is because no one liked him. He was a very mean person, mean to the media, mean to anybody. He's just an angry person. And the only guy that could put up with him and be at the same level was someone who was just a unique human being, and that was Irvin Magic Johnson. Irvin Magic Johnson had the amazing ability to keep, to still do what great things he could do and still allow Kareem to be the man. And when Patrick Ewing sat Kareem down in 1980 or 1986 before the 1986-87 season and said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to let magic take the reins now. He agreed. That was probably nice of him to do that. And I think common sense, told him, look, this is this is my, what, at that time, 17th season in the league. Maybe it's time that we, I kind of sort of passed the torch a little bit. And then Magic followed that up with an MVP season and beating Boston again in the finals. But as far as Kareem, everything I've heard about Kareem is not good. That whole thing where he told the kid to F off. I don't know if he told that particular kid on the movie, but I have heard he's told people to F off when they've asked for a, an autograph. He's treated management throughout the league like crap, which is why they never hired him to be a coach. And I think with what you're seeing with John C. Riley and how Dr. Buss's kind of 
demeanor is, Dr. Buss and Magic were the were the perfect couple to build what they ended up building, which was reinvigorating a league that was in the grave. And here's Dr. Buss, a real estate tycoon at the time, talking to Red Auerbach, who, God, that scene was so money. Oh, I wish I had seen more of it. I was thinking about it the whole time, like, Stop talking about cookie and magic and that whatever the heck is going on there. Let's. Let, let, I want to see this. Red Auerbach got under the skin of Doctor Bus, and it it now uh, thinking thinking how satisfying was it when the Lakers finally beat the Celtics? Not only beat them, but annihilated them in Game Six in Boston. And it, it, the only thing that really kind of sucks is that if James Worthy doesn't throw that turnover in 84, they win that series too. They would have gone up 2-0 in Boston in both games, and they would have won that series, and we would have never – Bus would have been undefeated against Red Auerbach. And, I, yeah. you know, again, I'm, I'm greedy. I think about the losses more than I think about the wins. But, it, 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 again, going back to Kareem, Kareem was just not a pleasant person. And I have some other things about that I can say, but it starts to venture into other things. Uh, yeah, let's just not basketball. Uh, yeah, but but the reality is he's just he was just just not a he's still not a nice guy. I I I, I you know I have people that are in and around that area, he's still not a nice guy, and that's just who he is. And there are just people out there that just don't 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 mesh with people, and that he's I think he's one of them. Well, I have a ton of respect for Kareem. I appreciate everything that he's done. Basketball, he's been a tremendous asset to basketball in and of itself. I understand that he may not be the most pleasant person to deal with at times, but for what he's been fighting for for over the years, I do give him a ton of credit. And oh no, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. That's you know, he came from a different era, so I don't. Yeah, and I understand I'm that he, I'm sensitive to that. Absolutely, and I it's understand not, he may not been the pleasant person to speak to on a one-on-one basis all the time, and I get that. I understand that, but again, yeah, I, I'm I not. I'm not mentioning. No, that has you know, like my my. First of all, I don't really, I don't care that he's mean. <laughs> he never, I, I, that's not my business. I'm just going by what people have told me that have been close to the matter. The thing with Kareem is, again, this goes back to what I was saying with, with LeBron the last show. I, I'm not interested in knowing who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is outside what I am appreciative of, is, which is he, he, he was a big part of bringing five NBA championships to my favorite team. Granted, it was before I was old enough to really understand it at the time, but it is a nice, it's nice to go back to that and watch film and see what he did, what he did for them. That I'm very appreciative and I'm leaving it at that. I, whether somebody hires him or not, that's doesn't affect me. To me, if you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and you already know you're going to be outside and there's things going on there, I guess maybe I've watched Shaq too much and I expect people to kind of be like Shaq. But that's 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 not realistic and that's not fair. But that's it. There's really nothing else. Kobe was, you know, was known to be kind of mean too, and I'm mean to a lot of in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, so again, I I'd be, am not mean. I'd be especially to our listeners and viewers. I yeah, I, 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 again, I will. Yeah, I, 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 I've gotten better. I've been, <laughs> been, I've gotten 
maybe a little bit more communicative in a way where I'll, I'll adapt to more of what's going on. But again, we're all different. We all interpret things sometimes in our own ways. And in the end, just try to keep it simple. If somebody's mean, look at what matters in the end. In the end, he's lived a pretty illustrious life. Give him credit for it. We will indeed. But if you have any questions for us or if you have your final four picks, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the comments on either YouTube or Facebook or at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. We'll read them out on our next show, which will be Wednesday. The game time is 5 p.m. Pacific time. We will go ahead and try and be as close to after the game as possible. We're not sure scheduling wise 100%. So we'll try to make it as close to the end of the game as possible for our wrap up show. We'll see if we can get Laker Tom back in. We'll see if we can get Joe Sorrell back here. We'll see what happens there. But once again, the Lakers do unfortunately get smoked once again. They try to come back in the fourth quarter when Toronto, as Joe said, took their foot off the gas, but it wasn't enough as the Lakers lose once again. Both games in the back to back. This time, 114 to 103. It now gets harder because the Lakers are now going out on the road. 10 games under 500 in ninth place, only a game up for 10th place in the Western Conference. Now things are going on the road to Minnesota starting this Wednesday. And we'll be back to cover it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>